and welcome everyone to this Central Rivers AEA Learning On Demand podcast. I'm Beth Strike, and I'm the Director of Creative Services and Communications. I'm here with Jen Sigrist and Jen is the Director of Educational Services and a leading expert on future ready practices in the state, if not the nation really. Jen, welcome. Thanks Beth, good to be here. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about learner agency and I'm really excited to dive into this topic. I think it's somewhat of a mystery, really, for teachers and parents alike. So first of all, can you define learner agency for us? What does it even mean? Yeah, um, learner agency, I like to think of it even more as agents of their own learning. That kind of helped me wrap my mind around it. Um, But it's the idea that students have both the capacity and the freedom to exercise choice um, about what's learned and how to create their their learning experiences, what takes place. Um, Education Reimagined has really done a nice job defining that. And and there are lots of definitions out there, but it's really the idea that students have the ability to to take that ownership of their learning, but also the freedom to do so. Okay, so interesting. And so when I think about learner agency, I sort of think about engagement. So this is related to student engagement, obviously. And what do you think it looks like when, in, when students are engaged in school? What are those look fors that we would think yeah. about? You know, in traditional classrooms, we used to think that engagement was just showing up. Um, and a Gallup survey would indicate that the longer a student is in school, um, the less engagement they actually have, even though the attendance rates may be just the same. Uh, so engagement is really the student um, having more than just that, that compliant kind of attitude toward learning, that they're um, taking ownership of it, that they uh, not only have the confidence to do so, but they're able to be partners in the learning process so that they have almost an intrinsic motivation to continue the learning, not just I'm following what my teacher says I have to do and for a grade. Okay, so it sounds like engagement kind of drops as kids get older, typically, traditionally, that's what we think about. And so what are some of the reasons for that beyond what you're just describing, would you say? Well, a lot of it would be, it's not necessarily interesting to me. And as I get older, I have a better sense of what I like, what I don't like, what I'm thinking about for my future. And I don't necessarily see how this class or this content relates to what I'm interested in and or I'm not, I'm not that elementary student who will do whatever my teachers tell me. I'm starting to form my own opinions and advocate a little for myself. And sometimes that looks like non-compliance. Um, but it's also the, you know, just listening here isn't the way I like to learn. I'd rather be reading or watching or, you know, we just have more experiences that as we get older, we've got our own ideas about how things should should go in the world. So certainly we have it our own ideas about how should we, we would want to learn. Yeah, I can even think about that as an adult. If I have a day where I'm required to be in meetings all day long and I'm sitting and listening a lot, I can just watch and you know sort of observe my own engagement dropping throughout the day. So I sometimes think about my own kids who I think are in a great school system where they do a fantastic job. And you know I think generally most educators are doing the best they can, but it gets to be a long week if that's the sort of the approach that's taken every single day. So, you know, from your perspective, what would it look like if we were to make education more engaging for students? Or maybe that's not even the right question, but how can we address this? What are some thoughts? Yeah, well, I think as leaders, one of the things we can do 
is support our teachers and celebrate when they they get the the kids across the bridge of learning uh, without having to carry them, if you will. I think one of the misconceptions or one of the, the things we do as leaders with the best intentions is celebrate those teachers who work so hard and carry all the kids across the bridge. Like the teacher did the learning, you know, the teacher did the work. And in celebrating that, we we imply that we want every teacher to do the work for the kids. And unintentionally, we're sending the message that it's about the teacher moves and the teaching and not the learning. So if we can, as leaders, um, really celebrate student learning and focus on student learning, uh, then we can see, you know, it, it's less about what the teacher, you know, does out in front. And it's more about how the teacher sets those scaffolds so that the kids can walk across that bridge. You know, ultimately success is when the student gets to the other side, ideally they get there on their own, yet you don't see all the support that the teacher provides so the student's able to do it. And certainly we don't start off and just tell kids, hey, figure it out on your own and go. Um, the art of teaching is that relationship, helping kids find out what they're interested in, helping them navigate those misconceptions and those dangers that we know as parents and as teachers that they'll, they'll face. Um, so certainly that's what you know, the, the teaching is so critical for. Um, and yet I think sometimes we celebrate teaching as you did all the heavy lifting teacher and it was kind of done to the student. Um, so that shift in how we celebrate what it is uh, a teacher brings to the profession. So it's not, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not in the classroom. So, so it's not so much about um, the teaching. It's about the conditions that the teacher is creating for the learning. And it's about giving students some choice. But we know choice isn't enough, right? It goes beyond choice. So can right. you talk about choice and why it's not enough? Yeah, choice is a great first step. You know, when we think about trying to have kids um, have more ownership in their learning, just being able to offer a choice in content or a choice in how they want to learn something, a choice in how they show what they know. Those are great steps that a teacher can take as they think about bringing in more learner agency into their classroom. But we also want to think about um, their voice, um, ways that they can bring in their own sense of efficacy, uh, ways that we can have them express themselves their, themselves, and then show leadership moving from just compliance to more of a connected um, a classroom is going to be louder. It's going to be full of discussion. You're going to see less of the teacher up in front. Those would all be things that, that we would see shifts. We would start to see in a classroom that was really around learner agency that can start with choice, but it isn't just choice alone. Perfect. All right. I think this is a great start. What else would you add before we wrap up today? I just think this is one of those moves that could be so powerful, especially as we think about accelerating learning for kids. Um, we feel like it's all the teacher's responsibility and trying to do that for every student, um, well, it's impossible because that's individualized learning. We have to empower our students so that they can self-reflect and, and see what their next steps are. Um, and that's where the engagement for especially our high school students as they start to form those opinions, take advantage of that and help them grow into 
those confident learners that can design learning experiences. Um, and that's really where that social emotional learning um, comes to fruition. Uh, so I would just say, I think it's a really critical move that choice is a great way to start with it. And we really develop then these confident kids that, you know, we want for our own, our own children as much as the 25 kids in front of us, the 150 that are on our, our high school roster. Um, we want them to be drivers of their, their own learning. Um, so we've got to give them chances to practice that and, and fail in our safe spaces and, and learn from that. So uh, I think learner agency is just one of those really, really strong practices we can start shifting towards that would make a big difference for kids. Awesome. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for this early beginning conversation about learner agency. And for more, uh, listen in to an additional podcast that we'll have for you that goes into more of the designing aspect, more um, what does it look like in the classroom? How does it impact your assessment practices? And really goes a little bit deeper. So this has been a Central Rivers AEA Learning On Demand. Mm-hmm.